Hey everyone, it is Melissa, your inconsistent podcasting queen in the finest of sweats, ready to go, post the podcast, doing my intro. Actually, yes, another inconsistent podcasting queen story, wanted to interview an influencer, not going to name his or her name, but was hoping to schedule and publish that before this one, because I wanted to mix it up a little bit and not be spirituality back to back. That's something I need to work through. But truthfully, when I scout my guests and they see too much spirituality, they're like, well, how do I fit in here? So I needed to mix it up. And that's what I felt was best for the wine over wisdom community, whatever we should call ourselves. I don't even know. Things kept getting rescheduled, of course. So (laughs) if you know a management company, like tell them to call me. We're going to put this out there because we got things that are happening. Like the planets are in motion and they don't stop. They don't stop for us at all. The grand conjunction is a coming. And I realized that Clarice during the interview will say next week, this month. So I want to just set some dates for you guys before you listen in so you can follow. Grand Conjunction, I believe, is December 21st, 2020. If not, she will restate it in the interview. We have Mars that went retrograde September 9th. Yes, that just passed. And it's going to be in retrograde until November 13th. Then we have Mercury in retrograde, which just started September 15th, which is today as I'm doing this intro. And that will go on for about three weeks. I don't know the actual end date. You should Google that because there's also shadow periods. It's kind of when you do the fade out in a song, like it slowly fades out. It doesn't just come to a dead stop on on that particular date. Same thing with Mars retrograde. Now, Mars and Mercury will have an impact on our energy levels, which kind of stinks because the... Fall is here. Like normally it's still hot out at this time, but it's been crispy in the morning. The morning dew, it smells like autumn. It's time for pumpkin beer. And that's just how it's going right now. And the fact that all I want to do is curl into a little blanket and watch hours of Love Island is like not really going to help me make that money, money, money. So those are the dates, you guys. And please DM me if you have any suggestions of guests that you would like on the show. I would love it. Thank you so much for supporting me. And please do not forget to leave a five-star review, whether you really think it deserves five stars or not. Please leave a five-star review. Or if you want to give me some constructive criticism, feel free to DM me at Wine Over Wisdom on Instagram. I'd rather get that lower deserved review in person than have it affect my career for the rest of my life. Thank you guys. Love ya. Hey everyone. Welcome to Wine Over Wisdom. I'm here with the lovely Clarice Monahan, who is in a couple podcast episodes. You should really check out where she discusses the basics of astrology. Clarice, congratulations for being featured in Vogue, Bustle, and Rush. Thank you so much. Oh, of course. I mean, you have a couple new articles coming out. Yes. So I have one coming out on the Grand Conjunction, which is happening on the solstice this year, which is a really big event. So I have that coming out in, I think it's next week. 
Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Speaking of the winter solstice, you gave me some insight on the grand conjunction. And I think it would be great for everyone to hear about it. Sure. So this is a huge event. I mean, we've we've had a lot of big events happen this year in 2020 already um, with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that opened the year on January 12th. But this grand conjunction is an even bigger event that's happening. So what a grand conjunction is, it's when the planets of Jupiter and Saturn meet in the sky. So it happens every 20 years and it sets the tone for the next two decades. In general, this is a huge event that happens every 20 years, but this year it's extra special because it's not just setting the tone for the next 20 years, it's actually setting the tone until 2156 because we're starting now to get into a series of air conjunctions. We're moving from Earth to air. We're changing elements, so it's not only just two new decades of energy, it's pretty much almost 200 new years. So it's a really important transit that's coming up. That is major. That's a huge deal. And we've been hearing about the age of Aquarius, I mean, since the 70s. It's in songs, Mm -hmm. the age of Mm -hmm. Aquarius. That is what is a part of this grand conjunction, or are they separate things? No, exactly right. So like, basically, you know, we've been in Earth, you know, and you can see that in terms of if we look to the past kind of 150 years, 200 years, we've been very much focused on money, capitalism, land, everything to do with Earth. It's been very pragmatic and we've seen that it's not working. And especially right now, we can just kind of see how much we have caused in terms of damage to the Earth, damage to the environment, inequality and wealth. So this is all the negative side of Earth that we've kind of been experiencing. So moving into air is super, super positive because we're moving from the realm of the material, which is Earth, into the intellectual and mental focus of Aquarius. And of course, Aquarius rules humanity and it rules the global collective. So instead of being focused more on that tangible material, we're going to be focused more on social justice and people coming together in communities. So hopefully it'll be a really, really positive time for everybody, but it is going to be quite a a stark shift. That makes so much sense. Like who can argue with astrology? I know. (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of like it's coming at a really good time, I think. And, you know, this conjunction is even more extra special. Like like I said, it's not any kind of bringing in this air energy, but it's also happening at zero degrees Aquarius, which, you know, is rare for this conjunction to start at the very beginning of a sign. So when you have a planet at zero degrees, it's called a critical degree in astrology, and it gives it extra credence, extra sensitivity, extra strength. So it's happening at zero degrees Aquarius. So it's like really, you know, we're very, very start of this new energy coming in. And also it's happening on the solstice, which is like this, you know, really important day. And it's also zero degrees Capricorn energy and it's cardinal season. So Capricorn obviously brings in the start of winter. So it's very much initiatory energy, very much brand new energy and the chance to really change how we are and how, and, and how the dynamic is. It's exciting, but also scary because we have seen time and time again as a society, people not taking to change very well. In my head, I'm not even that big of a Game of Thrones fan, but I'm like, winter is coming. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've actually never seen it. But yeah, no, of course I know that quote. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's literally, that's the start of Capricorn. You know, it's like cardinal signs. So Capricorn, Libra, Aries. They all initiate seasons. So that's what they do. They, they bring, and cancer, they bring in the start of the season. So, you know, the fact that it's happening on this really important winter solstice day 
and that it's zero degrees Aquarius and that it's bringing in all this new energy. I think it's very positive. And I think it's like definitely time for a change because we really need, you know, we've exhausted, we've exhausted the earth's supplies so much that we really need to shift into a new way of being. And the fact that it is going to be focused more on like fuck of intellectual and mental focused energy, you know, we're moving more into intellectual property ideas, who we know and what we know. I mean, we've already seen the decline of industrialist society, you know, and we will continue to see this in terms of the outdatedness and obliteness of the more earth-focused industry. So like mining, factories, equipment, and they're all going to have to make way for the great intellectual ideas. So it's really exciting time. In terms of us having these planets in air before, we had a little brief taste of it in 81, Saturn and Jupiter came together in Libra. So this was a little brief taste of it. And that was when the internet kind of started to come to rise. You know, that was when it was kind of birthed into being. So it was definitely marked the date of the rise of the internet. But then the grand conjunction back in 2000 in Taurus was pretty much the crash of the dot-com. And it was a return to practicalities. And the dot-com bubble was pretty much seen as a joke. So now we're here 20 years on and it's like we're going back to that era, but it's going to be a huge leap forward because for the next 150 years, it's going to be all air sign conjunctions and then it's going to move into water. But I think it's a chance for us as a society to really make leaps and bounds in terms of technological advances and kind of, yeah, move away from this more earth and material focused ideology you know, status based on material wealth and power, as opposed to status used to build together communities and use an in the intellect and knowledge for everybody. You know, because anyone with a good idea can utilize this. It's not someone who just needs to have, you know, the money and the background and the status and the power. You know, Aquarian energy is more about what you know and, and the ideas that you have. Yes, Aquarian is the inventor Totally. Yeah. Because the ruling planet of Aquarius is Uranus, which is the, the inventor sign. And it also rules technology. So it's all about advances. Like how can we make the energy work in a better way for us? I mean, we do also have to bear in mind though, that Saturn moving into Aquarius, um, you know, while it does bode well for us advancing and making leaps and bounds and, you know, Saturn is that container that holds space for that. We do also have to remember that Saturn is the policer of the zodiac so we could well see new restrictions coming in with how we speak online new laws about what we can say online um there is definitely going to be a breakdown in the police as we know it with this with us leaving earth signs but now it's going to be like okay well who's going to start policing us online because that's very much saturn and aquarius too so we do have to bear that in mind but, you know, Aquarius is all about being original and innovative. And we have to think of ways to get beyond this and not feel restricted by it. That makes a lot of sense because so many things are getting banned on social platforms at the moment. And totally, yeah. Find the truth. So you really answered my question was, so the rise of the internet is what happened the last grand conjunction, sort of. Yeah, exactly. It dipped slightly into air. Okay, we've been in earth sign conjunctions for a long time, but it dipped slightly into air in 81. And then it moved back into earth sign. It was in Taurus. And that's, of course, when we saw Bush get elected. And also, that's another thing. The grand conjunctions are usually associated with either the inauguration of, you know, someone very important coming into power, not always for good. And then also the, the fall or the death of a very important leader. In the past, grand conjunction theory used to be a really big thing in astrology. 
Jesus, for example, was meant to have been born on the grand conjunction of Pisces. So that was heralding, you know, the, the start of this, you know, Pisces is associated with Neptune, which is all about spirituality and compassion. And the star that they saw was meant to be that grand conjunction happening in Pisces. But it's always been associated with leaders coming into power or falling from power. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens this December. That is really interesting, especially because allegedly for entertainment purposes, a psychic who the episode is coming out as we speak, she has seen visions of Trump getting ill. Right. Well, he's got a lot of difficult transits happening this year, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And um, a lot of Neptune aspects. You know, in terms of his progressions, too, I mean, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Because, like, yeah, in terms of the past, I mean, like, you know, Napoleon died under the 1821 conjunction. Lincoln was inaugurated in 1861. Queen Victoria died in 1901. I mean, Hitler rose to the power of the National Socialist Party in 1921. So it's a real, these dates are very, very connected with this kind of rise and fall of power. Kennedy became president under the 1961 conjunction. And obviously Bush was in 2000. And then Reagan and Thatcher were in the 1981 one. You know, when we think back, they're the kind of people that we remember quite prominently. So anyone who was brought in around a grand conjunction tends to leave a big mark, whether that's good or bad. Yeah, absolutely. That makes so much sense. Anyone could dust or let it roll off their shoulder that there's a grand conjunction coming into play. But when you looked at the past, you cannot argue that this is something major is going to happen beyond possibly the rise or fall of the leader. There's going to be so many other things coming into play. Yeah, because we've like basically for the past 200 years, we've just been in these earth signs for Saturn and Jupiter cycles. And, you know, with that, we've seen the creation of this almost one world government or like complete organized governments with laws designed to create this kind of orderly society and enterprise. But like this rise in enterprise has also spawned this vast inequality in wealth. And, you know, we're living in a time when financial systems simply just redistribute to the 1% and they contribute nothing to society. Status is based all on this material wealth and power and it's wielded within this regulated and surveilled society. So it's now like, can we change this and how do we come into more balanced and humane existence? I really hope that as a society, we start fighting less because I I know it's going to be aggravated in November with the elections, but I just see a lot of people keeping their heads completely to the left or completely to the right. And I'm like, how can we move forward? We have to stay on some middle ground. I hope that there will be a little bit more harmony. (laughs) Yeah, we do have Mars and Aries right now, which is, you know, it's very strongly placed and this is the warrior planet. So everyone is feeling definitely more fired up. Now I know Mars is going to be retrograde during the election and also Mercury. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. But, you know, Mars is shifting into Taurus. uh, I think it's the 6th or 7th of January. Um, So just after this conjunction, you know, we're going to have Mars still in Aries and direct for this conjunction, which is good, I think, because it's kind of like we need that energy to propel us forward and to kind of go, okay, like, what are we going to do with this air? And then it moves into Taurus, which hopefully means that we can get grounded with it, but grounded in a way that's more focused on stability for all, as opposed to the the more negative materialistic side of Taurus which is more just like pleasure orientated and sensual for the self. We want to make a new type of dynamic where it's more socially focused. And we do have Uranus and Taurus helping us because Uranus is the planet of disruption. It's also 
you know, the ruler of Aquarius. So having Uranus and Taurus and with Saturn and Jupiter moving into Aquarius, these kind of planets are going to work together. Now Taurus does square Aquarius. So we're going to be going through a lot of squares next year. But that's what always happens with the grand conjunction. It's like a birthing process. It can be challenging. So we are going to go through a lot of squares next year, but squares impel and challenge us to move forward. So that's going to be our quest. And it's like, where do you want to move forward to? Do you want to move forward to a more humane and balanced society? Or do you want to continue in this more materialistic inequality that we're in right now? It makes perfect sense, especially with everyone's finances getting a hard hit from COVID and the pandemic. It really forces a lot of people to reassess how they view money. It forces us to see small businesses that are struggling. So I'm very focused on supporting them because I read a statistic that approximately 80% or more small businesses could fail because of this pandemic, which is so scary. I have one last question before we get into Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. When you said how like Aquarius and Taurus, that is interesting because I'm an Aquarius moon and I'm a Taurus rising. Someone with a lot of air properties in their chart. Is there anything that they can expect from us moving into this huge age of air? Well, in general, anyone with Aquarius energy or air sign energy, because obviously they're going to get that nice trine happening. You know, Jupiter moving into Aquarius next year is great for anyone who's got an Aquarius sun because Jupiter going over your sun, it's almost like a Jupiter return, which happens every 12 years. But Jupiter going over your sun is going to be a period where you shine. Now, Saturn is going to be with Jupiter in Aquarius. So Saturn, you know, Saturn is the stern brother and Jupiter is the really nice expansive person. So we have both for Aquarius next year. We get Saturn, which is the taskmaster, and we get Jupiter, which is expansive and look. But you need both to move forward because without Saturn's container and structure, you can't expand. It would just be like the lofty ideas that go nowhere. So I guess it's a reminder for anyone with a lot of air and especially Aquarius that, you know, you may feel with Saturn going over your sun, you may feel restricted sometimes and like, like you can't push forward very quickly, but at the same time, you're going to be building something that's going to be more long lasting. And Aquarius, you know, is fixed energy. So ultimately they work very well with Saturn because Saturn's the ancient day ruler of Aquarius. So it's all about the long game here. I mean, like I said, we're not just moving into a new 20-year cycle. It's going to be an air signs now until 2156. So it's a marathon, not a sprint. So it's all about setting the ground now for what we want to achieve. But in general, I would say it's very positive for people in Aquari- with Aquarius. Now, bear in mind, Uranus is going to be squaring a lot of people who've got Aquarius planets, especially between 9 and 12 degrees Aquarius. Um, I'm not sure what degree your moon is at, but that will be getting pretty direct square. And, you know, you're in a square, your sun can be challenging, but it's also very much pushing you to be innovative. And like, how do you make your mark? Imagine walking by, strutting, looking hot as fuck, raising awareness for the environment. Yeah. Mother nature is our home. She is the essence of life. Everything that we come from is mother nature, mother earth. Let's give her some damn respect, right? Let's wear messages that promote awareness to helping mother nature as much as possible, the same way you would wear Prada Gucci 
or Louis Vuitton. It is time for us to constantly remind people whenever we get the chance to, that they need to be a little bit more environmentally conscious because we don't have enough time. So we are the world.com does just that. They sell cute t-shirts that spread awareness, shirts that say there is no planet B because there is none. Keep the damn ocean clean. Every sale helps eco-friendly organizations. Their mission is to raise awareness and provide resources for organizations to put an end to this madness. We're running out of time. So if you want to use my code, it gives you 30% off and free U.S. shipping. And you might be thinking, why would I use the code if I want to make sure every penny goes to these eco-friendly organizations? Now, the choice is yours. You can use the code or not. But at the end of the day, we want to encourage as many people to wear these shirts, raise awareness, that can provide resources for these organizations. If you want to buy a bunch of shirts with that code and take advantage of it, go right ahead. The more bodies wearing it, the more we spread this message, the more we're making sure this mission is known. People should be insecure about how not eco-friendly they are. I mean, it's totally gross. Care about the environment. We're not all perfect. We're not all complete experts at being environmentally friendly. But the least we can do is constantly remind people, strut around, wear these fucking shirts, looking cute AF, maybe getting a little petty, pulling a real housewife move. You notice someone who's not really that environmentally conscious, order a shirt, give it to them as a birthday gift. I totally encourage it. Now, my code is wine over wisdom. Wine over wisdom, spelled exactly how it sounds, no spaces in between. Use the code and get 30% off and free U.S. shipping. The choice is yours, but you must help Mother Nature. And of course, as Aquarians, uh, the Aquarian nature is the purveyor of this social justice. So, you know, Aquarian energy can help bring this in faster and quicker. And people with air energy predominantly in their charts, of course, it's going to be easier for them with this new energy in air because, you know, it's just the element that they kind of recognize and are familiar with. Keep their minds open to all these new changes for instead exactly. of fighting it and resisting it. Yeah, and air signs are comfortable when planets are in air. They just feel like they're more in their natural elements, like they can flow more easily, they can communicate more easily. And for people who don't have a lot of air in their charts, you know, it's still really positive, but it does mean that we're going to be focused more on communication. But because it's an Aquarius, it can be communication online, new types of technology to communicate. And with Saturn there, there can be restrictions, but in general, it's just pushing us forward to have this a new paradigm, basically. That makes a lot of sense. And as with anything, as you're propelling forward, or if you plan to propel forward, the more challenges you get, the more practice you have to finally you know, reach that success. Well, thank you for that. So that's something I'm definitely going to dig deeper into. It's like we're here to experience this grand conjunction for a reason. It's going to come into place to what we're talking about with Ghislaine, I keep saying Ghislaine, Maxwell, and Jeffrey Epstein, of course, it's not going to affect him, but let's get started on what you've seen sure. so far in their charts with whatever time we have left. You posted about this. I was like, okay, we need to talk about this. And then all of a sudden the documents just were released 
And I'm like, we need to jump on a call. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because the timing was just so, it was, well, I guess it wasn't very surprising because Saturn, you do have to pay your dues. But yeah, I guess I'll just give a brief overview of what was happening with their chart. But in general, I think what I was mentioning to you is that Jeffrey Epstein's son is zero degrees Aquarius. So it was hap- if he had been alive, this grand conjunction would have been a very important day. And I think we're going to get news on that case on the grand conjunction because it's so connected with his chart. And also Giz Lanes because she's got her Saturn right at the end of Capricorn. So in terms of their connection, they had this Saturn-Sun bond, which in Sinistry is very, very hard to break. And it's almost like the sun partner can never get away from the Saturn partner. And they're still linked, you know, even in his death, they're still very much connected. And she's also now going to be responsible for her actions. But Ghislaine was having what's called her second Saturn return. So Saturn takes about 29 years to go around the birth chart. You have your first Saturn return when you're 28, 29. And Saturn's a slow mover. So you have your Saturn return for roughly two and a half years, but they say it comes into orb and becomes exact when it when it exactly conjuncts your natal Saturn. So, you know, you have some hot spots when it occurs. So, you know, she's at the very, very end of Capricorn in her Saturn. So she's been having her Saturn return since 2017, her second Saturn return. And she had a break in March because, you know, we had Saturn briefly pop into Aquarius for three months. And then, you know, Saturn dipped back into Capricorn. So it was like basically exactly, you know, Saturn was into 29 Capricorn because it was retrograding back and her Saturn's 2857. So 29 Capricorn, 29 Saturn. So, you know, as soon as it hit that, that was the 2nd of July and she was arrested that day. So it was very, very connected to her second Saturn return. And the second Saturn return, you know, the first Saturn return is when we kind of come of age. And it's like, okay, what is our place in the world? What are we learning? What are the lessons we're here for? And it's kind of like when, when you get your stuff together, your Saturn return. Your second Saturn return is when you really have to get your stuff together. And it's like, what unfinished business do you have? And, you know, because Saturn's related to the Lord of Time and karma, it's like when you also pay your dues. So if you have managed to evade, as she did, arrest or evade the consequences of her actions, the Saturn return is when you do have to answer those questions. And, you know, that's what she's doing right now in terms of being arrested. And I'm not sure when she's, when the court trial is, et cetera, but that's very much about Saturn return. That is just wild. And it makes perfect sense. She told Jeffrey Epstein, please say uh, Shelly or Sheila, I don't remember, is your girlfriend. So she could not be part of the trial in the early 2000s with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, I mean, she managed to get, I mean, they both managed to get away with a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of evasion because, you know, they were reported way back, as you could see in that documentary, there was like reports made and files, but like nothing kind of came of it. So yeah, you kind of have to wonder how they they managed to evade everyone for so long. Ghislaine's got, you know, in terms of her birth chart, you know, there is a time, I think it's like three, the one, the one I did was 2.38 in France. And I know there's some contention on, on the birth time. So we don't actually know if this is accurate. So in terms of her ascendant, though, that does give her her Gemini ascendant, which would make her very flexible and mutable in terms of getting away with stuff. 
but we don't actually know that for sure. But I mean, like in, and same with Jeffrey, we don't know his exact time, but because we're looking at Saturn, Saturn moves so slowly, we know exactly what, when she's having her Saturn return and things like that. We just can't tell for sure what house it falls in because we don't have that exact time. But in terms of their charts, another really weird thing that I find is that they both have Mars and Venus conjunct. Um, you know, Ghislaine has it in an out-of-sign conjunction. She's got Venus in Sagittarius and Mars in Capricorn. And Jeffrey has it in Pisces. He's got Mar- Mars and Venus conjunct in Pisces. And interestingly, Philip also has Mars and Venus conjunct. So they all have these weird Mars and Venus conjunctions. Prince Philip or Prince Andrews? Oh, sorry, Prince Andrews. Sorry. Okay, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also his um, Mars and Venus are at 28 degrees of Capricorn. So again he more than likely will have to deal with some consequences as Saturn makes its way back to that position as it is right now. You know, Saturn's at 27 Capricorn at the moment. I'm sorry. I was just thinking based on what you said before, like now people are real, when all this information comes up as, and we know way more information is coming to a head after this. Yeah. People are going to really use the way they view people in power and and with money. They already have started with that, but it's now going to be so evident that all types of characters can be at the forefront or it could be of influence. Yeah. A a lot of people just admire anyone of influence for so many years and we're not going to, it's really going to be based on your character. No one's going to care about how much money or power you have. Exactly. Well, that's what we're moving into. Hopefully, you know, because that's what Aquarius offers. It's like a breath of fresh air after, you know, this kind of very material and power status focused society we're in right now. And so hopefully it it will be like that. I mean, yeah, you can definitely see, you know, Capricorn energy, which was prevalent in, in both their charts, this kind of energy of, and especially around that critical degree of 29 degrees Capricorn, you know, Capricorn's all about status and money and also being seen as powerful. You know, Capricorn rules the 10th house in astrology, which is our public house. It's like where we want to be seen, our esteem and honor. And, you know, she had Mars and Capricorn too, which is very calculating. You know, it's very ambitious and, you know, wants to be seen, um, you know, and obviously they have that Sun-Saturn conjunction too. But in terms of that Mars-Venus conjunction, that all three of them have, which is kind of weird and rare. And that does suggest somebody, usually it's like an ardent lover, you know, that's seen as the kind of someone who's very focused on love and desire. And also Epstein has Eros, which is the asteroid of desire right on his son too, which makes him very focused on his own desires. And that would be seen as kind of a very full on position. So, yeah, but it's interesting that they both have similarities in their charts in terms of these kind of like people that are focused on their own desire and what they want above anything else. And, you know, she's got a lot of difficult aspects with Pluto, too, which would suggest power issues. And if her time is right, it places Pluto in the fifth house, which is the house of children. And Pluto can all be about abuse and like using your power to kind of influence people And if the allegations are true, it was all about her grooming girls for this kind of position, which you can kind of see that in the chart. So yeah, it's it's definitely interesting to look at it. 
I just want to remind everyone, if they haven't heard the last episode you were in, we were discussing how astrology creates kind of like a tool belt for you. It's not going to design you into a criminal, but if you choose to use those aspects, those tools in that form, you are either going to be the greatest artist and painter, or you could be the greatest serial killer, depending on how you use Yeah, cool. oh, totally. And I mean, Pluto in the fifth house can be amazing for creativity because, you know, the fifth house rules creativity, sex, and children. So Pluto there, if you, you know, you can be someone who uses this enormous creativity to make huge impact on the, cre- the creative world, for sure. So yeah, you can see anything like that. I mean, astrology just kind of shows you little markers and then obviously there's free will and every, you know, astrology is not fate it's more so like kind of utilizing your own chart and how you can kind of make the best of your strengths and weaknesses absolutely and that makes a lot of sense because pluto for me is like secrets you know it's the yeah undertaker i picture you know pluto as like i don't know like the man in the basement <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's pretty accurate although probably a bunker rather than basement because the you know it's a very far down pluto goes all the way down Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's yeah. hide and store things. But it's yeah. serious at the same time. And you can hoard very valuable things or you could be doing things that are very wrong. <laughs> and it's like, totally, yeah. You know, but, it, but it's interesting that it did, you know, this arrest did occur on the Saturn return and at this kind of 29 degree, which is a... Cri- so in, remember I mentioned that this grand conjunction is happening in zero degrees Aquarius. Well, 29 is another critical degree because that's when we feel transits the most, when they leave a sign. So when it's at 29 degrees and then when it goes into the next sign, when it's at zero degrees, because there's technically 30 degrees in each in each sign, the way the zodiac is split up. So that's when we feel transits the most. And if you've got planets around those critical degrees, well, you definitely are more, you know, you're seen as a more sensitive person to these transits. Like these are kind of, you've got a planet, if anyone has got a planet or 29 degrees or zero degrees, straight away you look at that as a bone of contention in your chart because you're going to feel that planet more so than any other planet, even if it's not a personal planet like the sun. you got a planet at zero degrees, that planet's very, very important for you. Same as 29 degrees. Are there any other aspects in her chart that could show us that there's more coming to her in a karmic sense, more lessons to be learned from this point on? I really hope she doesn't get suicided or anything. (laughs) She has a lot of information, very valuable information that we need. And I understand she's done heinous things, but she could be the key that opens the door to all these other people that need to be held accountable. You know, she's got Mars squaring her Saturn, you know, Mars is squaring her Saturn and it's going to be, you know, Mars is going retrograde next month. So it's going to be in this position till January and Mars square Saturn is, you know, that's her being arrested. That's her making her kind of answer to these questions and answer to these claims. You know, Mars can be aggressive that it you know, can also represent, say, the police here. But then Saturn as well, like she's got a very strong Saturn. She's got Saturn in Capricorn where it's this ruler. So yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens over the next six months and what kind of information does come up. But it will definitely be probably a battle between getting that information and the, the information coming out. Although like I read on, online that they have some, her email has been hacked and stuff like that. So I'm not sure what information has already come up 
on this. But yeah, that Mars square squaring her Saturn coming for the next couple of months is pretty intense. So we should see some fruition out of that. And then, yes, with this grand conjunction, which is going to be, I mean, her, her Saturn's 29 Capricorn. So it's just passing her Saturn, but also it's connected to Jeffrey Epstein's son. So maybe we'll see some new information coming out then in terms of who else was involved. Because again, Aquarius energy is you know, it's connections, it's your social environment, it's, you know, who you hang out with. So Saturn and Jupiter moving into Aquarius could well kind of divulge all this information as to who else was actually involved. Yes. And we've just found out about Bill Clinton, which is, I mean, that I cannot believe that's not being spoken of in the mainstream media here. Uh, Do you hear more information Have they spoken about Bill Clinton being part of the documents in uh, Germany? Yeah. I mean, I've seen the photos on all over media, like, you know, Bill Clinton on, I think it was on the plane and he was photographed with Virginia as well, right? Or sorry, Victoria. Oh yeah, I want to talk about Virginia. Yes. So yeah, I've seen those photos. So I, and I think it was in the documentary as well. They did mention it. I think he was on the flight records right but yeah I mean I guess no one's really kind of you know called him up about it so we will see but like you know I you know I think coming up over the next few months it does look like we're going to get more information the astrology would lead us to believe that yeah I think it's going to be a can of worms that will open and everyone is going to be very jolted because people that we respect and honor and look up to we're going to probably find that they have skeletons in their closet and I don't know how people are going to respond to that because People love to idolize so quickly. They love to put people on a pedestal. And I always say, don't put people on a pedestal. I mean, I admire people. I'm not saying it's uh, it's natural to admire people. But when you put people on a pedestal, you get too easily disappointed. It's like you crash when they make a mistake. And that's silly. We're all human. Yeah. Yeah, um, of course. Everyone's fallible. Yeah. Sure. Everyone's fallible. Exactly. And, and I... I, I'm speaking more of when we see TV personalities and podcasters make mistakes. A lot of people get very fired up about it. I'm like, well, they are human. They went on a reality TV show not to be a world leader. They went, they became a podcaster, not yeah. to their mind. And exactly. And yet people, when they make one false move, people get so angry about it. It's no, they they are human beings. And we will see that even actual leaders, actual people of influence that guide the rest of society are also extremely flawed. Virginia Roberts, though, you looked into her a little bit, but not so much. Virginia Roberts is, she's a key witness into all of this. Yeah. And I did, like, I looked into her chart. So she's Leo and her Mars and Cancer is directly opposite Ghislaine's Saturn. So again, bringing in this Saturn, you know, the, the karmic Lord of time. And it's like, you have to pay your dues. So when you have an opposition like that with Mars and Cancer opposing Saturn, now Mars and Cancer is pretty weak, actually. It's not a very strong Mars. Mars is not so happy there. But, you know, with her transits right now, because, you know, Ghislaine is having that Mars natal square herself happening her transiting mars is squaring her saturn it does make her more vulnerable right now especially because of the square she's getting herself so yeah her mars and cancer is opposing her which is a pretty much a nemesis positioning so it's kind of like yeah it's a standoff and it's like putting her on the spotlight now and it's like okay what are you going to do about this and how are you going to answer to it 
That is a wild. So she's kind of like the one who throws a stone at Goliath or she's going, you know what I mean? Like the, the little person that comes out of nowhere is going to take her down in a sense. Exactly. Yeah. In Ghislaine's natal chart, she's got her moon in Leo, which is very grand and regal. And, you know, she was born into wealth and it opposes her Jupiter in Aquarius, which is kind of like the common people or people who are like, you know, and that was also where she kind of her hunting ground. Wow. So Virginia Roberts being a Leo really speaks to how brave she is to have a son in Leo. Yeah, totally. Because, you know, son in Leo is all about being brave and having courage. But I, I was um, speaking there about Ghislaine's Leo moon. Her Leo moon is opposing her natal Jupiter. But people with Leo moon tend to like, you know, whether they're born into wealth or not, they tend to have this kind of air of like, I deserve this or I get this. And because it opposes her Jupiter and Aquarius, that would be kind of seen as like ruling the common people or the people who are not as privileged as her. So in her own chart, her moon and Leo opposes Jupiter and Aquarius, which I would say is kind of pretty much how she kind of had these connections with people. She was, she saw herself as this, like, I'm this kind of privileged person and I'm going to delve into this other world of the common people, basically. Very interesting. It definitely gives her the tools to be that socialite that she was. Yeah. And especially with all that Capricorn, I'm like Capricorn and Leo, it's like ambitious, very ambitious energy. But like, obviously, you know, ultimately Jupiter and Aquarius can be really positive and it can be like, oh, I want to, I want to actually, you know, do stuff for everybody. I have a social conscience. I want to expand. And, you know, it can, that's the positive side of that. I'm just saying with that opposition, sometimes at moon opposite Jupiter, um, especially in those particular signs, there can be a bit of a standoff with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So Mm -hmm. if Ghislaine was maybe raised differently or there were things in her life that could have sparked her to be somebody who was philanthropic and did a lot for, you know, but unfortunately she used those properties in her chart to be this sinister person who was very focused on desire in the wrong Yeah. I know. So it's going to be really interesting to see what comes up and like if she, you know, if there is going to be information that's divulged now and like what's going to happen over these next few months. We have to stay tuned and hopefully we can meet again and discuss any new things that come to the surface. But this has been great. And I think it hopefully will allow people to see astrology in and how useful it can be in other ways and how mutable it is. I, I, I'm trying to find the words, but I, <laughs> I think you understand. What I mean. You know, what I, it's like it, you could really run in two different directions with the same properties. It's really like a web, how it links Prince Andrews, Ghislaine and Jeffrey Epstein. Even Virginia Roberts makes perfect sense. So I... Thank you so much for coming on and explaining it. And if anyone has any further questions, I'll be sure to send them your way. Hi. So thank you so much for having me. And yeah, it was a pleasure as always. And yeah, we can definitely do it again. Yes. I know it's not easy from Berlin, but I really appreciate you being able to jump on. and. Oh, no worries. It's not so bad. It's only a six hour time difference. (laughs) Yeah. This was very good astrology tea. Everyone you could follow... Clarice, she is at Venus in R, which stands for Venus in retrograde. She even has a t-shirt line that is fantastic. 
Estrella Tees. I will link everything in the show notes. And if you have any questions, feel free to DM me or Clarice, and hopefully we will come again and maybe dive further into crime and astrology and how they link together.